Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. You've seen any of my previous videos or you've been over to my blog then you know that one of my passions is teaching little ones to read i want to help you as a parent or a teacher help your little ones to read correctly right from the start so that we set the correct foundations now in preschool pre-k and kindergarten so that they are able to tackle that more complicated and complex and challenging reading that they're going to have as they get older in school So on this reading journey, you are going to come across two different types of books that are marketed as helping you teach your little one how to read. The two types of books that you're going to see are Emergent Readers or Level Text, and you're also going to see Decodable Books. So we are going to talk about these two types of books, what they are, what they mean, and which one is best for your little one on their reading journey, because I promise you, One of them is going to be very helpful and one of them is not going to be helpful at all and we want to get rid of it. So let's get into the video. Let's start with those emergent readers or they're also called level texts. I have an example here and you can see that this one is leveled as a level B. Now this company has a whole system of which level goes with which grade level. So this is about kindergarten. This is called I read a book. Now This could actually also be called I read a book because read and read can be pronounced two different ways. So let's start there in the title. This word is very tricky for a little one, especially in kindergarten, to sound out because they have not learned all of the phonics skills they would need to tackle a word like this. They don't know that the vowel team EA is working together in this word either to say E for read or E for read. They also don't know that this double O here in this word is saying uh, b, uh, k, book. So already in the title, they have two words that they are not able to sound out based on the letter sound correspondences that they've already learned in kindergarten because vowel teams like this are not covered in most kindergarten curriculums. So then as we get into the book, you'll see It's a pattern text, meaning it's the same text on every page, only one word has changed. And the word that has changed can be figured out by looking at the picture clue. So it says, I read with my mom. I is a word they probably worked on in kindergarten. We've already talked about read. That's not gonna go well for sounding out. With, if they've learned the w, i, They'll be able to do that, but the digraph TH, that's not always covered in kindergarten. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. My, Y is saying I at the end of this word. My, they haven't learned that. 
and then mom. They'd be able to sound out mom, but they would also have the picture clue to show them. So this is very problematic for kindergartners who are just learning how to read. These phonics skills are more advanced than what they've learned. Then we have, I read with my dad. Again, the only word that's changed, you can see the picture gives the answer to the students. I read with my grandma. I read with my grandpa. I read with my aunt. They're not going to be able to sound out these words. I read with my sister. Sister has an ER, that's a vowel, uh, R-controlled vowel. They don't know that yet. I read, read with my brother. I read to my dog. So two, not sure if they've learned that word yet, another word that's changed. The reason that these types of books are so popular is because at the leveling system, teachers feel like they're moving their students up in the levels and that that's helpful. And when you hear a student reading this book, you think, wow, they are really getting it. They're getting those words, they're memorizing those words, especially the words that they can't sound out like my and with, they're getting them. The problem with books like this is that they're not actually using the phonics skills that they've learned in your phonics time when they're reading. So it's not transferring that letter sound correspondence that they're learning during their phonics time is not transferring into this type of book. The pattern, all they are doing is repeating, memorizing those. They could read this book without looking at any of the words. If they get it the first time, I read with my, they wouldn't have to look at it anymore and they would just fill in the blank by looking at the picture. I will say, I used to use these books as well. I actually used to work for a company and wrote books like this before I knew any better. So if you are using books like this or have in the past, I understand. I, I am trying to do better as well. The more I learn, when I know better, I do better. So I'm trying to let go of the guilt from being part of this system because that's what I thought worked. That's how I thought kids learned how to read. And now I know better. So. Emergent readers, level text like this, we want to avoid. These are the ones that we want to get rid of. Now I wanted to point out, because if you're not a teacher and you're just a parent, you might not see these types of books at the library or in bookstores, but you might see these types of books that are also leveled. You can see it says ready to read step one. And back here, it says step one is for preschool to kindergarten. Does your child know the alphabet? Is your child eager to begin reading? Step one is the perfect step for them. So you might see this and think, oh, this is gonna be really helpful because that's the age my child is, they're eager to read, this is what I want. But if you open this one, any page you flip to, you're gonna find words that they're not going to be able to sound out based on the letter sound correspondences that they've already learned in preschool and kindergarten. So just quickly looking at it, this is the word wished. It has an SH digraph, which they may or may not have learned. Definitely not in preschool, but maybe in kindergarten toward the end. Wished and the ED in this sentence, in this word, is making the T sound, wished. That would be very, very difficult. Another one, fish, we see that SH digraph again. There are countless words in this book that are going to have phonics skills and phonics patterns that a preschool or kindergarten student hasn't learned yet. On this page, we have the word boiler. The O-I, oi, that is a diphthong. 
that's probably not going to be covered until first, maybe second grade, depending on the curriculum. Diphthongs are not something that's covered in kindergarten. So how are they going to sound out the word boiler when they haven't learned these skills? So if you go to the library or you go to a bookstore and you see any books with these levels on them, I have to say they really don't mean anything. <laughs> They're really not leveled based on the phonics skills that the students are learning. Maybe they have more simple sentences or bigger text, maybe a more simple plot, but it's not based on the phonics skills. So students and little ones are not going to be able to sound out those words and read it independently. So emergent readers, level text, level text. These are the ones we want to avoid. Now let's talk about the books that we do want our little ones to be reading when they're learning how to read. They're called decodables. And what that means is they are decodable. That whatever phonics skills your little one has learned, maybe whatever letter sound correspondences they've learned, or if they've learned some digraphs, whatever they've learned, that's what's going to be in the book. That's what they're practicing. There are no phonics skills that they haven't learned yet. So here's an example. This is the Bob book series. This is a very popular series. It's great for parents because you're able to order it for an inexpensive price. You can order it from Amazon and you're able to easily see what skills your child would need to read this book. So this is the very first book of the very first collection. Very simple. Your little one needs to know the sounds m, mm, a, t, and s. If they know those four sounds, they can read this entire book. That's amazing. So yes, this is really simple because this is just the first level. It's just one word on each page. Then we get to two, but they're able to sound out and decode all of these. The pictures are super simple. Some people are not a big fan of these pictures. I personally am not a fan of all of them, but I will say when my son was in preschool and learning how to read and using these books, he absolutely loved these pictures and that they were hilarious. So I don't know, <laughs> three and four year olds, they might think things are funny that we don't. So again, they're able to read every single one of these words and they're able to decode them and sound them out. So this is just an example of one of the early levels. It does get more complex, of course, the more letter sounds you teach your little one. So this one is gonna have longer sentences and more of a plot, but they're still able to decode every single one of these words. You wanna make sure before you give your little one a book like this, that they know all of the sounds and they would be able to read all of those words. So if you go through and you, you see a word that your little one has not learned yet or a sound that they haven't learned yet, then maybe they're not ready for that book. Maybe you want to pre-teach that sound or that word, depending on what it is. But you'll see that they get a little bit longer. So then it keeps going. Bob books go through all of the regular letter sounds, the digraphs, it, has, it goes more complex as you go along. So here's another example, Socks the Fox. Now you'll see, you're going to already want to have taught them the word the. I teach the word the to my little ones after I teach the digraph th so that this th is not unusual for them that they've already practiced that th represents th. And then all we have to talk about is the e is representing a, uh, the. And we do that as a heart word. I have a video all about how to teach heart words, which are those irregular words that they have trouble sounding out. And I'm gonna link it down below so you can see how I would teach a word like that. So you're gonna wanna go through 
and make sure that all the words in here, they would be able to decode. And if there is a word that's irregular, that you've already taught it as a heart word. So we see that again in here. So they would need to know that one to read this book. But again, they, the longer they are, they have more of a plot. Some of them are super funny. Again, my preschooler thought they were really funny. But the point of these is not to be the best literature that you've ever read. <laughs> these are not children's books that you want to save and pass down to your grandkids and great-grandkids because they're just award-winning. It's not about the storyline, the comprehension. What we are working on is decoding the words. If you are worried about your little one's comprehension and you're like, but I want them to understand what they're reading. Absolutely, we want them to understand what they're reading. In a book like this, you can still ask them questions, but you can really work on that comprehension when you're doing read-alouds, when you're reading out loud to your little one at home or if you have students in your classroom. I love starting little ones with chapter books. I know that you think maybe three and four-year-olds can't listen to a chapter book, but I guarantee they can, especially if they're doing something else like eating or coloring or playing with Legos, they can still be listening. So you can work on comprehension during that read aloud time. So don't think that just because these books are simple that they're not the right books for your little one. You want them to be able to read the words on their own without any picture clues, without any memorization of a pattern. They are decoding each word. What I will also say, is that I like decodables that don't have pictures actually. And so when I was teaching my preschooler, I would cover up the pictures because I would only want him to read the words and then I would take off the post-it note so that he could see the picture. I don't want the pictures giving him a clue. So when I was teaching a reading class, I was teaching it over the summer to students who were heading into kindergarten and I wanted to prepare them I created decodables just for them and I created them without pictures. So they were just little books, super simple. If you're a teacher or you're a parent, you could make these at home. I just printed out, stapled it together and I didn't put a picture because I wanted them to draw their own picture. Or what you could do is maybe print out a page of clip art that would go with the story and have them cut it out and glue it on the right page that would match. That could actually check comprehension as well. But the idea is that they are decoding each word. They are not using anything else to help them but the sounds. There are no other strategies. It's the sounds, the letters, and the sounds. That's what we want to teach them. Because unfortunately, teachers started teaching other strategies because that's what we were taught in college. Oh, you can give them this strategy of does it look right? Does it sound right? Does it make sense here? Look at the picture. What's the beginning letter? All of these other strategies that just distract them from the actual reading, which is going through the sounds, sound by sound, sound by sound, and then they're going to get those words. So I went through and made sure that when I was writing these books, that it didn't have any words that my little ones hadn't learned or any letter correspondences that they hadn't learned. So that's why I really liked making my own because there was no question if it would align with my scope and sequence because I made it, so of course it did. So decodables. So again, you can make your own or the Bob book series is really great. That is what you want to focus on and that is what you wanna look for when you are looking for text for your beginning reader to read. If you have a little one who's in school and they are using emergent readers or level text, 
you might want to have a conversation with the teacher and, and explain your concerns and maybe see why they're choosing to use the text that they're using. Because according to the science of reading and all of the research surrounding how we as humans learn to read, those emergent texts and those level readers are not helpful. They're not the way we learn to read. We have to learn words by pulling the word apart, getting all of those sounds, matching the sounds to the letters, and then we put it back together to read the word. Once we do that over and over and over, it gets stuck in our brain through a process called orthographic mapping, which I will have another video about that soon as well. And that's how we learn to read. So we wanna make sure that we are steering clear of anything that is having our students memorize words or memorize text patterns or using especially pictures for clues. We wanna steer clear of that. So I hope this information was helpful. If you're a teacher and you are given a curriculum and it doesn't align with the science of reading, hopefully you can have a conversation with your administrators or your, the director at your preschool so you can discuss best practices. If you are a parent and your little one is in a classroom where they're not using the science of reading, you definitely want to have a conversation with your teacher, but you might also want to start teaching them at home using these strategies, using decodable books, making sure that they can pull apart the sounds and words, put them back together to read the word, and that they are actually practicing the phonics skills in that text, that it's not more advanced phonics skills than they've learned. You wanna make sure that whatever they've learned, that's what is in the decodable. If you have any questions about the differences between these two types of texts, or you wanna share your experiences with them, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!